Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office equipment solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X.ca on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 134 in Edmonton. Brendan Ulrich with you on Oilers now. Dustin Kaufman helping out behind the glass today. Bob Stoffer on route to Buffalo for the Combine. We will have an interview with uh, Keith Gretzky on the show tomorrow, as well as Elliot Friedman. And uh, we're working on a few more guests. I believe Al May will uh, stop by as well at some point to talk about Game 3 of the Stanley Cup Final on Saturday. You can hear all the action here on 6.30, Chad, but the series shifting to Washington now for Game 3 Saturday. Nights. Some guests on Oilers now receive gift certificates to Royal Pizza, pizza, pasta, and so much more. For menu and locations, visit royalpizza.ca. You can text us 630-630. We'll get to a bunch of those texts in about 20 seconds. But I can tell you the Calgary Flames, pardon me, are rounding out their coaching staff. Bill Peters, of course, the head coach. They've announced two assistant coaches in Jeff Ward, who uh, coached the Edmonton Roadrunners way back in 2004-2005. They missed the playoffs that season. He uh, has served as an assistant coach in New Jersey the past three seasons, and he is joining the Flames staff. The other coach is uh, Ryan Huska, who has coached the Stockton Heat for the last three seasons. That one makes a lot of sense to me. A lot of uh, young D will be uh, making their way onto uh, the Flames roster in the coming seasons that he's worked with. So he is uh, now a part of uh, Bill Peters' staff. We mentioned earlier that Todd Nelson has been hired by the Dallas Stars as an assistant coach. We will hear from Todd hopefully tomorrow or sometime early next week on uh, the show. Todd going from the AHL head coach in Detroit to an assistant coach in Dallas alongside uh, Jim Montgomery. That is uh, the news and notes from around the NHL today. You can text us 630-630. The Don says, didn't the Oilers beat Vegas three times last season? Just saying. Well, the first time, uh, Maxime Legacy was in goal. And uh, if Fleury was in goal, it would have been a little bit different. Uh, I think the Oilers scored eight that game. Now, McDavid was out of this world in all three games against Vegas, so that played a a big part. Uh, The last game, Vegas, uh, I believe, sat out a lot of their guys. It was at the end of the season. I don't think Marcia still played in that game. I don't think Smith played. I know Peary was uh, in that game. He scored. Um, But yeah, so some varying uh, factors uh, in those three games. But yes, the Oilers were able to keep up with uh, Vegas uh, in those three games, which I 
makes this debate interesting. I'll get to a couple tweets here. Nate in Vegas, who uh, has followed uh, the Golden Knights all season long, says the problem with Shirelli's uh, speed comparison between Vegas and the Oilers is that Vegas's worst skaters aren't nearly as noticeably bad as the Oilers. Lucic, Strom, Larson, Secker, and even Drysdale at times can't keep up with the pace in today's NHL. Well, I think Drysdale certainly can. Secker, if he's back to 100%, can. Lucic and Strom definitely need to uh, work on their foot speed a little bit. Um, I mentioned Derek England, how he's not the fastest guy. Perron has never really been the fastest guy, but these players work in that system. So I think there is some truth to what Sorelli is saying. At the same time, he needs to make this roster faster. I have no doubt in my mind that he is going to try to do that this offseason. He tried to do it on the fly last season with Maroon uh, being shipped out at the deadline. Uh, you know, Bear was here at the end of the year, and he uh, certainly can move the puck a little bit. Well, he is one of the better puck-moving guys on the back end, but I don't know if he's NHL ready yet for the Oilers. Um, of course, Jokinen was shipped out for Camilleri. Camilleri, a better skater than Jokinen. So they, they try to make some adjustments on the fly, um, but I still think they need to add a few more speedsters on the wing. If you're going to play Lucic in your top six, I think you need a, a quick winger on his uh, right side and a quick center. Um, I'm sure Drysdale is uh, working this off season on getting even quicker as well. So maybe you add a guy like Grabner to your top six next season in free agency that can skate. But uh, yeah, there is some truth to it, although... I watch Vegas right now in the Stanley Cup final after watching the Oilers all season, and I'm like, it's tough to compare the two right now because Vegas just comes out absolutely flying and uh, gave the Capitals some credit last night because I think they, at times, were able to slow down Vegas a little bit, and that is something that the Kings were not able to do, San Jose wasn't able to do. Winnipeg, at times, uh, you know, they were able to do it, but Hallibuck would uh, let in a costly goal here and there, and uh, that just fed into uh, what Vegas was doing. So you can chime in on that as well if you'd like. Six thirty, six thirty. Travis from Kalmar, Bouchard, R. Wallstrom. He also plays his uh, off-wing perfect for one-timers from McDavid. If we can't get one of them, then we should trade the pick for Domi. He's a great playmaker and uh, would line up perfectly on Drysaddle's wing. Hmm. Well, I like Domi. I don't know if I'd want to trade the 10th overall pick for him. Domi's still young. He's 22 or 23. He shoots left, though. I think the Oilers... Well, I guess if you add Yamamoto and Poliarvi to the mix, moving forward on the right side, the Oilers are okay there if both of those players stick. And they could use another left winger with speed. No doubt about that. You have Nugent Hopkins there right now on the top line. Lucic playing left wing on the second line. So I would be interested in Domi. No doubt about that. I just don't know if I would trade the 10th overall pick for him. Now, it does sound like uh, Arizona may move him. We've heard uh, some rumblings from Elliot Friedman that uh, Phil Kessel may be linked to Arizona, and they like Max Domi, so I don't know if the Oilers are on Domi. Certainly a player I would try to take a chance on while his uh, value is a little bit low right now after scoring just uh, nine goals last season in 82 games. Did have 45 points. You can text us 630-630. 
Number one, I have Bouchard. Number two, Wallstrom. Number three, Dobson. If Bouchard is at seven or eight, I'm trading down to get him. Benny Bolts. I think you're saying you're trading up to get him if he's there at seven or eight. Another texter says, hey, the uh, 880 station is awesome. Yes, uh, Global News, 880. We uh, launched a new station here uh, at the Chorus Radio Network in this building earlier this week. And uh, it was formerly iNews 880. Now it is Global News 880, so working hand-in-hand with uh, the team over at Global. Uh, You can still hear the sports guys on there as well. I know I read sportscasts on that station daily, as does uh, Dave Campbell, Morley Scott at times. Brian Hall is... uh, on in the mornings as well, reading sportcasts or sports casts over on Global News 880. Another texter says Bouchard, Wallstrom, and Dobson. Wallstrom is my pick, hands down. If you're texting in uh, these short ones, please sign your name. Another texter says Hughes should be number two, possibly number one. Darlene is barely better, if at all. Wow. Interesting. Now, I like Hughes, and I think some team is going to step up and take him, maybe in the top five. And you never know. A lot of the D that are taken in the mid-range of these drafts end up being the best ones. I just look at Darlene, and it seems like he's a can't-miss number one defenseman. Hughes likely going to be good as well. Hey, I know the Oilers likely have scouted Hughes a lot uh, when they were looking at Cooper Marodi in Michigan. So they've likely watched him a lot. Maybe they, they make a big trade to move up to, to grab him, if that's the guy they want. Scott says, the last time we heard about a guy that loves to shoot and loves to score, his name was Nail. One-dimensional quickly became no-dimensional in the NHL. Now, I don't think anyone's saying that uh, he's uh, one-dimensional when it comes to Wallstrom. Watch his uh, YouTube highlights. He's smooth, he's quick, and uh, he has a nose for the net. I mean, I know Yakupov had a lot of those traits. He just couldn't quite figure it out uh, at times at the North American level. I still think uh, a lot of that had to do with his confidence. I think the talent was still there with Yakupov. But, uh, you know, I think the time came where it was time to move on from him in Edmonton. And uh, unfortunately, it didn't work out for him up to this point of his career. Maybe there's still a player there. I think a lot of it had to do with confidence, though, for Yakupov as uh, things just kept going wrong for him as he uh, continued to try to succeed at the NHL level. All right, I've saved a few texts. There's a lot here at the top. I mentioned uh, I want to get to a lot of these texts. Jimmy says, So to make a winning team from the Oilers, compare every player to the last two teams playing. I know you will find some Oilers lacking tenacity and desire to win when it gets tough. I think Shirelli needs to get back to basics of building the winning player's core slash team. A bit of toughness when needed. Keep it real. Well, the Oilers do have a tough team. I don't think there's no denying that. So I'm not sure exactly where you're getting at there. I mean... Look at Wilson in Washington. He's tough, but he can skate. The Oilers have a guy on the blue line that's tough and can skate in Darnell Nurse. Um, Lucic is tough. They had Maroon. He was tough. I don't think toughness is an issue for this team at all. Being engaged, 
from the start of games was a bit of an issue for some of those tough guys last year. So hopefully uh, McMullen and the rest of the coaching staff can get uh, that message across to some of uh, the bigger bodies on the Oilers, such as Cassian as well, who was fully engaged uh, during the Oilers' playoff run. But last year at times, I don't think he was engaged enough. All these uh, prospects mentioned for the Oilers sound like long shots. Their development program suck. We're doomed. <laughs> Man, we're talking about a top 10 pick here. I mean, the Oilers hope that they won't be picking in the top 10 for the next 10 years after this draft. Or, you know, I'm sure that goal is likely longer than that. But with McDavid, you don't want to be picking in the top 10. So I think the Oilers have sort of a unique situation here where this past season was not good at all. And you need to look at it and say, hey, we have a top 10 pick here. We can't just trade this for a hole on our roster because you're likely going to... I'm not saying you're likely going to lose that trade, but it's risky. I mean, you have a chance to draft a really good prospect here. Stock the cupboards full using Keith Gretzky with the draft and trying to uh, fill those holes long term. So to me, I look at Bouchard as uh, the D-man the Oilers have been looking for for years. I look at a Wallstrom as maybe the sniper that could play on one of the top two lines. I mean, I don't think you can just go out and trade for a guy that has that type of skill set for the Oilers. So that's where I'm getting at with this 10th overall pick. I get why fans say, okay, we need to improve the roster here. We need to make a big trade. But to me, the biggest thing for the Oilers this offseason is not not losing a big trade. You can't afford to lose a trade this offseason. And if you're making a big trade with teams, they're going to be asking for Nugent Hopkins. They're going to be asking for Clothbaum or the 10th overall pick. So that's what worries me. And that's why I keep saying just, you know, keep those players. When it comes to Clothbaum, he should be better than he was last year. If you trade him, you're risking a really good player here. You can text us 630-630. It's 147 in Edmonton. Uh, More text messages when we come back. A lot of them coming through here at 630-630. We'll also get to uh, this day in Oilers history. That's ahead after a quick timeout. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton show Showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bod Stoffer on 630 Chet. It's 150 in Edmonton, Thursday edition of Oilers Now. Brendan Ulrich with you, Dustin Coffin behind the glass, staring at uh, Kelsey as well. As she looks over. Kelsey is gearing up for a big uh, Euro trip, I know that. So we won't be hearing from her for at least a month on this station, as uh, she is the producer of the Ryan Jesperson Show. But uh, have fun in uh, Italy, Kelsey. Should be a blast. All right. Text us 630-630. Hey, BU, Wallstrom has a shot as good as Hoffman 
and has way more upside, yet people wanted to trade Clefbaum for Hoffman instead of drafting a better, younger, cheaper version. If he falls down, the others should be more than excited or more excited than more excited than even up falling. I'm not sure exactly what you're getting at there. Anyways, I think this uh, texter is excited about Wallstrom. If he falls down, the Oilers should be more excited than even up falling, is what you texted, so I'm not sure what you mean there. Maybe text us back and uh, correct that. But yes, I like what you're getting at. Plus, Wallstrom would not need to be uh, protected in expansion expansion like uh, Hoffman would, which is another factor here for the Oilers. All right. Aimer from Local says, I've been hearing that during uh, the double IHF tournament, Sweden looked to uh, tap into Larson's uh, offensive potential. Do you think that has any impact on whether or not we draft a forward for depth? Love the show, dude. Well, yes, I did hear uh, that that was what Sweden was trying to do, and a lot of uh, the good Swedish defensemen have offensive upside, such as a Klingberg or a Carlson. So or a headman. I mean, all these guys have that, so I'm sure they were working on it with Larson. Larson was really good for the Oilers after uh, dealing with uh, some, you know, some difficult situations throughout the season with his uh, father passing, leaving for Sweden, then coming back. But down the stretch, he was really good. And I don't know how much offense he has to his game, but... He needs to, I think, work on that or keep trying to work on that. Maybe a guy like Manny Viveros will really help in uh, that area uh, for the Oilers this season when it comes to uh, Larson. And uh, keep in mind, Trent Yanni as well has uh, worked well with D in the past, and uh, he should help uh, Larson too. So I don't know. Like, I don't know if uh, Larson is ever going to be a 35, 40 point defenseman for the Oilers. He likely won't be on the power play. But he does move the puck okay. And he skates okay. And he's good positionally. So I don't find any issues with Larson there. Um, If you can add a few more points, that'd be great. I think uh, you want your D chipping in on all three pairs. And a lot of time... A lot, at a lot of times last year, the Oilers had no one chipping in from the back end. So if you can untap a little bit of Larson's offensive potential, that's great. I don't think that's going to impact who the Oilers are going to pick in the draft, though. Because on the right side, they do have Bear, they have Larson and Benning, but if you can add another prospect there with offensive upside, such as a Bouchard, a Boquist, or a Dobson, then that'd be a, a pretty good as well. So I don't think it's going to affect things. Um, I think the Oilers look at what they need right now. They need more skill and speed on the wings, and they need uh, a defenseman that can move the puck. So whoever is there at number 10, I think that will likely dictate who they go with, whether it's a a Wallstrom, maybe a Ketanemi, or if it's one of the Dima. BU, I'm liking this new Kachuk brother, maybe even more than I like crushing heavyweights and uh, mega reps. (laughs) That's from Topher Allen, I believe. (laughs) I think he was uh, referring to the Combine when he was uh, texting about that. Weathers can win the draft by trading up and grabbing Hughes, ranked ahead of Dolan by one scouting service out of Quebec. Lots of love for uh, Hughes on the show today. I'm sure the Weathers would love to get him, but he'll likely be gone. The key to playing fast is knowing your line mates and where they will be. This is impossible under McClellan and his line blending system. If Todd keeps up the line blending, while players skating fast in circles looking for each other. 
Well, I think the reason for the line blending was the Oilers just struggled to find any chemistry with their forwards at times last year. And I think McClellan kept going back to what he knew and what he knows works, and that is McDavid and Drysaddle. And then near the end of the year, they tried McDavid with Nugent Hopkins, and that worked with Ratty. But they could never really find that consistent winger to play with Drysaddle. So if they can find that guy this offseason, and maybe it's Pulley maybe he comes to camp, looks great, and just grabs that spot. And then all season long, you have Pulley playing with a dry settle. Then you're laughing. So then I don't think the blender would be out as much as it was this past season. But when you lose, you don't score as many goals. You're not, you know, finding success in the power play. Keep in mind, when players start scoring on the power play, they start feeling confident and it sort of bleeds over to their five on five play. And a lot of that was going against the Oilers last season. So, yes, the blender was out a lot. I know when you look at Vegas, the blender is never out. That top line has been together all playoffs, although I think at times last night there was a little bit of shuffling going on when they were down trying to get a goal. So finding a winger for dry settle to me is uh, one of uh, the big goals for the Oilers this offseason. Maybe it's Pulley Maybe it's Yamamoto. That's more of a long shot. I would like to see him in the minors. Or maybe they add a veteran. And maybe long-term, it's someone like Wallstrom. That's why we're talking about the combine. And we'll continue to do that tomorrow on Oilers Now. When we hear from Keith Gretzky, we'll get a better idea of who the Oilers are zeroing in on when it comes to pick number 10. Thanks for helping out behind the glass today, Dustin. The afternoon news is up next with uh, Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. Tonight, Reed Wilkins will have a show. And he will have CFL Commissioner Randy Ambrosi in studio. I believe he'll likely bring uh, the Grey Cup into studio as well. Of course, the Eskimos hosting the Grey Cup this year. And uh, Morley Scott will slide by for a preview as the Eskimos get set to take on the Bombers tomorrow night in Winnipeg for their final preseason game. That wraps up the Thursday edition of Oilers Now. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. So long.